What's better than this? Guys being dudes. This podcast contains language and themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. Hello and welcome to the Tree Busted Barstools podcast. You are joined by myself, the Sasquatch, Beric Dundarian and Dr. Rosenthal J. Wiggum. How are we men? We all good? Good evening. Good, good. Good. Did you finish off the last dance this week? Yes, I did actually. Yeah. Yeah, Tops. Um, the, be- the, la- the last two episodes of the rest, I think. Apart from the Robin episode. Yeah, apart from the Robin episode, yeah. I think everyone's in, <laughs> in agreement with that. <laughs> I'd watch a 10 part documentary on Robin. On Robin? Yeah. That that surely has to be next. Yeah. Uh, you probably couldn't get him to sit down for fucking 10 parts. No. <laughs> no, yeah. No. He, they probably they probably tried to do it for the last ten years, but he keeps yeah going to WWE and smoking cigars with Stone. <laughs> it was a Stone Cold, was it? Or it was Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Yeah, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Calling him yeah. Rodzilla. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he had a he had a mad couple of years there uh, as well. It was a uh, Robin who went to uh, North Korea and started hanging around with uh, yeah. Best, Sam. Best yeah. <laughs> the world's dead. Kim Jong Il. No, he's uh, yeah. mates with the son now as well, is he? Not? Oh, is he? But I, I think, think he, yeah, he must be, yeah. The yeah. initial friendship was with the da. With the old boy. <laughs> Fucking um, crazy. Oh, he's mad. But apparently, like, he was like, get up, train, don't do anything. Like, like he was pretty tame, and he started going out with Madonna, and she just yeah. corrupted his mind. She was sucking <laughs> the youth out of him. Anyway, like, yeah. She's an absolute. Sucky bust that one. <laughs> she's like the red witch in, in Game of Thrones, I'd say, won't she? Hundred percent. One hundred percent. That that's based on Madonna. Yeah. Um, um I was gonna say something there now and that it escapes me. Now that now that I'm live, I'm out there shooting the bed. Um No, carry on, carry on. Oh, you're saying? Oh, it might come back to me and I might yeah. just interrupt everything. Yeah, look, um I suppose the best <laughs> kind of port of call is this podcast is continuously improving last week new cover art this week new feature mm. so this week we've actually you may notice it's in the description wherever you're listening to the podcast there's an, a link to submit a fan question so we actually had our first one this week so we play it for you guys and you can you can weigh in if you have anything to add Jen, so I <laughs> what your thoughts are on um, MTK and the whole Daniel Kinahan situation, and, and how you feel about boxing um, in this day and age. Would you would you be safe, or would you would you feel comfortable going to a fight in Dublin that was arranged by MTK, possibly in the Three Arena or the RDS or somewhere like that? Thank you. No. So that was left by an anonymous uh, <laughs> fan, I guess. Sounds very sticky, sticky, sticky. audio or something. Very sticky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So the only thing I'd like to add, right, and I, I don't know an awful lot on this topic, but just for liability's sake, Daniel mm. Kinnan is not linked to MT, MTK. MTK. Actually is a special advisor for KHK, which is a company in Bahrain. It's actually owned by the King Ahmed, or King Hamad, the ruler of Bahrain. Yeah. They went into a partnership with MTK. So just... 
Cool. And to, to link it full circle to going back to my area of expertise, um, they are now linking with Brave, which is an MMA federation yeah. in Bahrain, which is mainly out of Bahrain. Mainly so Bahrain. there'll be so, a link there. I think look, people here can hand and they kind of... Yeah. Daniel can yeah. what he's accused of. But I don't think he's going to be anywhere near this island for a long time. I think Unfortunately, sport has a bit of a history of being bankrolled by yeah. criminal underworld. Like you look at horse racing, how how many times that's been fixed from houses all over the world. Doesn't stop people throwing money on ponies. Doesn't stop people attending games in Colombia, um, yeah. when all their teams are funded by narcos. But would you like you nearly argue that like it doesn't like it hasn't affected the sport in the sense of it, and it's brought it on. And if anything, well, one, any news is good news. Any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. And two, it's probably secured it financially. That's what I mean. Like, it's, yeah. Like, would you, would you yeah. rather it like be funded by? See, I like I don't. The problem here is I don't know an awful lot about. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, neither do I. About him or anything of that nature. Like, but I imagine, like he's pumped a fair amount of fucking money into the sport. Yeah, well, which, if it's if it's if it's allegedly like. Allegedly, Ireland's greatest ever criminal figure, yeah. and the king of Bahrain's son. I'd imagine there's a fair few, fair few coppers, um, thrown in the pot. Mm. Yeah, but I'd imagine they're very fucking closely watched. If that's the oh, absolutely, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like so, mm. t- like it's. I heard an interview with someone before, and I can't think for the light of me who it is. It could have been it was either Tyson Fury or Billy Joe. I think Billy Joe Saunders, they're both MTK lads. Okay. And whoever it was for the life of me, or was it? It could have been Ben. It could have been Ben Davidson, is... who's the trainer. Uh, he used to be Fury's trainer. He's Billy Joe's trainer. Um, he done an interview, and I think he was asked a similar question about Danny Kinnan, and he said that he's one of the most genuine blokes that he's ever met. Like, mm. so like you don't know if that's fucking. Like him saying that in an interview, or if like it's, maybe maybe he is a fucking genuine bloke. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? And if you're pumping, like, mm. imagine fucking the state boxing could be in if there wasn't that money being pumped into it. So like, or if well, I suppose yeah, I suppose the, the, the problem with boxing is is where the money goes once it's pumped into. It. I think there's an awful lot of leeches in the sport of boxing. Oh yeah, yeah most of our fucking. And Eddie Hearn as well. Thanks. <laughs> but I mean, but like people like him. Like he's not. Well, he is a fucking leech. He's a rap, but like it's the kind of there's like like he's good in the sense that like he actually does get his fighters money and shit. But I'm sure there's for every one Eddie Hearn, there's fifty wannabe Eddie Hearns yeah, yeah. who are Absolutely. just moochers. Like do you know what I mean? Um, in terms of what was the question? Would you feel safe going to a, a boxing yeah. man? I don't. I don't. In Dublin, yeah. Have I think I'm probably the only one out of everyone who's been to kind of a a, box, a boxing would have been to event. a good few good few boxing events. Yeah, like well, oh, have you? Yeah. Okay. Um. Recently, last one was probably about two, maybe three years ago. Oh, that's um, not that long ago. Would have been to a, been to a lot one, not a lot, but a good few when I was younger. Friend yeah. was, was competing quite a lot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And stuff, yeah. So, 
Yeah. Um. Well, that's fucking shag my point. Uh, no. <laughs> um, it's, it's, what I would say is like without looking like looking like I'm looking at my nose, it does attract the crowd anyway. A certain I, type of crowd. This so. is the this is the point I was about to make. Like, um, I've obviously been to a lot more MMA shows than say boxing shows, um, but they are starting to link together a little bit because like MT like just while we're on the MTK topic, like Darren Taylor's with MTK at the minute. So he's he's obviously a UFC fighter. Ryan Scope is with him as well, who is a Bellator fighter. Um, and I'm sure there's other lads who just haven't, say, progressed into the bigger promotion mm. yet, mm-hmm. but probably will. Or, they, or they'll start picking people up, you know, that, you know, that kind of way. Just, yeah. I don't think they're big. They're not big in MMA at the minute, but I imagine they'll see the opportunity and kind of go into it a little bit more but um just like from being at like mma shows and stuff it's a sketchy place anyway mm-hmm. i mean i don't know maybe not sketchy but like you keep your head in the swivel yeah yeah kind of like do you know what i mean like it's see i don't know how to to describe it as such like but if you've been you know yeah you kind of walk in you're like jeez and, and I'm saying that like the question is like if it was in the RDS or the three, they're very different to the boxing events I've been to. Hundred so, percent, yeah. Look, and and especially if you're going to someone like the three or the RDS, they have their own security. They're not relying on the event to provide the security. So plus there'll be guards because it's an, an event in the three arena. It's on the like stand by the east wall anyway. So yeah. you're gonna get a local crowd anyway. Yeah. Um. Like, I was at, uh, not the last Bellator, Bellator before that. Mm. <coughs> I didn't go to one in February. Um, I think it was September. Maybe it was October or something. Yeah. But um, same same kind of jazz. Like like you said, they do have their own security. Like, But <laughs> that's not to say that every cubicle in the toilet wasn't closed while all the urinals are free absolutely yeah. <laughs> do you know do you know what I mean a lot of lads exactly like I here's actually this actually happened right? I walked into the jacks and you know when um, say you walk in and there's kind of like a, it's have you been streaming it recently or at all yeah I'm, it's kind I'm, of the I'm same layout the artist because it was on Oh, I recall it actually. Yeah, we'll. I'll leave, I'll, yeah, I'll let you away with that here. Actually, I'll call you out on that another day. Um, it's kind of the same layout as Croker. Like when you walk in, there's like a wall, and you can see, say, the cubicles, but the urinals are around the back, so you do have to walk in to walk around to them. Like, and it was like we got there early enough. I think we were there for like the second or third fight. Or so. I mean, actually, no, we'd only missed one fight. We were there for the second fight, so. It wasn't overly busy, and we were just getting a few drinks and stuff, and uh, half an hour went by or whatever. I have a notoriously small bladder. Like, if I have one can, it's like, it, I might have two pisses, like, do you know what I mean, for every one can. And I uh, walked into Jackson, kind of poked my head in, and there was massive queues. And I was like, oh, for fuck? And I was like, I'm not fucking mate. Like, I kind of looked in, and I kind of made the, you know, the fuck's sake face. Mm. And a fella tipped me. Not the young fella now, to be honest. <laughs> the was being goes. Um, he went for piss. I was like, kind of a weird question. But I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, the urinals are all free. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I, like, I was just like, 
all right, nice and walked around, and there was that one person at the end, <laughs> but there was probably a queue of around eight people per jacks, per yoke, like, do you know cubicle, what I mean? Yeah. For a cubicle, yeah. Um, so, like, if you, if you are thinking in terms of that, like, I don't know if you'd call that as unsafe, like, or unsavory, but, like, yeah. Yeah, Safety-wise, I think you're gonna be fine. Like, I don't think I, mean? I don't think it's gonna lead to a number of. I think what the caller was trying to link it to was the incident in the Regency. That was a weigh-in, though. That wasn't even yeah, the fight. Exactly, and uh, I've like I don't think because the the name is out there, it's gonna be every effort possible to limit trouble at these events. I think yeah. the security might actually be too heavy-handed. So probably you're, you're probably best going to these events. Not in a group of lads is gonna what my advice would nearly be, um, just with who's involved and how they want to keep it so PC. But I, I suppose to answer the question, I wouldn't have any queer like fears going to any of these events. No. I don't think. I t- like yeah, I would say that you're safe going to one of them. If not safer, then you're going to just a local show. Yeah. Um, like you're probably far more likely to get your head bounced in going to a Premier League game in England by walking down the wrong alleyway. So, hundred percent. So, yeah. Look. Um, but thanks anyway for the the question. It's always good. Yeah. Hit questions. Um, we'll move on to I suppose the main podcast itself. So, uh, I'm going to be very selfish here. Um, the NRL returns next week, um, Thursday. So the NRL, for those you don't know, is the National Rugby League in Australia. It's probably my favourite sporting competition um, in the world. Um, and I, I follow an awful lot of them, to be fair. Um, so they opened with the first two rounds in March. To kind of show you how quickly this fell, they started on a Thursday night. They had crowds. The, the Friday, they had no crowds. They went for two rounds, had to suspend it. Australia hasn't been that hard hit by Corona, so they're ready to kind of come back. Um, they've kind of rejigged the fixture list a little bit. It's going to run a bit later, and they changed the fixtures around slightly. But it is going to kick off on Thursday. So we'll kick off with Brisbane and Parramatta uh, on the Thursday night. Should be a good game. Be no crowds at the game, but what I would say is like when we touched on last week about the MMA. It's fantastic to hear the, the sound of the contact, to hear the communication and stuff like that. Stuff that you just don't pick up with the crowd noise. Kind of, not that it adds to it, but you, you're getting to see a different dyna- the dimension of the sport, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, let me see. Then, of course, you've got two games on Friday, three games on Saturday, and two games on Sunday. That's kind of the the usual kind of schedule and how it works. Um, Sky are actually going to show all the games. They were traditionally kind of showing kind of one game a week, but obviously... They're mad to fill their timetable, so all the games are going to be on Sky if you if you have it. Um, um, riddle me this now. I know you were saying to me a few weeks ago that they were looking to do a kind of a fight island style. They they try try to do it now. The issue they have is rugby league Australia is largely a Sydney based game, so I suppose if I, if I just run through the teams, Parramatta, Sydney Roosters, South Sydney Rabbitohs. St. George Lawara, Cronulla Sharks, West Tigers, Penrith Panthers, Canterbury Bulldogs, and Manly Seagulls. They're all from Sydney. And then you've oh, got yeah. um well, four teams that aren't. 
You've got uh, ah, you've a few more than that. You've you've one New Zealand team, one team in Victoria, which is Melbourne, one team in ACT, which is Canberra, and you have Newcastle, which I, I think that's the Central Coast, um, and then you've your three teams in Queensland. Mm. So, what they've done, and I should have it here. Bear me one sec. Is they've kind of located teams in certain stadiums. So. Um, obviously, Melbourne Storm, they're going to stay in their stadium. The North Queensland Cowboys, so they're up in Cairns. They're going to stay in their stadium. And then everyone else is kind of pretty much going to share. So you have five teams operating out of the Bank West Stadium in Sydney. You have four teams operating out of Campbelltown Stadium in Sydney. And then you have three teams in Central Coast Stadium and two teams in Suncorp in Brisbane. Um so there is going to be travel, but they're going to use chartered flights. You're literally flying for the game, flying home. They had it in the opening two rounds where like, they were literally picking teams up, dropping into one location, going to the next location for a different game. They like they had it synced that the plane was literally flying non-stop. It was kind of... It was some kind of a... Serious kind of scheduling and stuff like that. Yeah, they had it like clockwork. Like absolute so, clockwork. They're literally yeah. landing, fuel and going. Yeah. Um, so like, one team was in the air and the other team was about to kick off the second half type thing. So. Yeah. Um, and um, just on the the stadium stuff, has any teams or anything come out, given out about the stadiums or? Because you know the way a lot of teams would be. Campbell, say, Campbelltown Stadium um, is quite an old stadium. Hasn't really been used, but it's it's all to do with their biosecurity team. It's the term they tend to use, and the kind of the the limited risk they have. That's why they yeah. pick them stadiums stuff. But no one has come out and said, say, fucking. Oh, I there want is to play a home or anything. There is a few, like like especially say the the, the, the side I would support is the Canberra Raiders, who are based in Canberra. They had to move to Sydney, but other isolated teams such as. The North uh, Queensland Cowboys and the Melbourne Storm are allowed to stay at home. Um, so they probably have the biggest cause for complaint. The, the worst hit club through all this is the New Zealand Warriors because they cannot fly players in and out of New Zealand. So say they've come over with their squad. As soon as they start to pick up injuries, they're just down players. They can't. Yeah. It's usually if you have a 30-man squad, say, or whatever, and then you have an extra 15 in your reserves that you can bring up they can't do that um, so not all 30 are going over as such no so they're going to have I don't know the ins and outs of the exact, exact numbers but they're going to be down as soon as they start to pick up injuries they're in trouble which I think they actually have picked up a few in training and stuff like that and in the first yeah. two rounds as well. I think one fellow go down with an ACL so how um, how common would it be like for like, are people getting injured every week? Every it's a collision sport, mate. Like, it's, 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 it, you could have two or three lads go down in the game. Like, it's, it's a it's a high collision sport. Um, mm. Like, I suppose... Like, Not like football, I know. Um, yeah, like, when you watch the NFL and you can see how, how often people can just go off injured. Yeah. Um, but see, that, what, I, what I'm kind of saying more is, like, the difference between being hurt and being injured. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, uh, like, it, it's... Yeah, but like, you could be hurt for two weeks. Do you know what I mean? You could be. Yeah, but you, yeah, no, yeah, no, I get what you mean. But like, yeah. in this particular setup, 
the boys that are hurt will probably have to carry keep on, on yeah. keep on trucking like but then like yeah like there's certain injuries you, you can play through like, like if you bust your shoulder up a bit of strapping you're probably good to go and yeah, yeah it's but like hard. but then if you if you fucking blew out your ACL yeah. like your, your that's the, and that's yeah. the thing there's such a, a a crossover injury so you have kind of your explosive injuries like your ACL a pulled hamstring yeah but then they also have collision based injuries so you're looking at dislocated shoulders concussion concussion a huge one as well um yeah. But I think anyone who's a fan of MMA should actually gonna watch it um, for the simple fact that a huge part of rugby league is the wrestle, um, and there's more and more kind of wrestling style coaching coming in yeah. to kind of win the breakdown and kind of slow down possession, speed up possession. It's interesting. Yeah, like it's you can see where it will cross over, like you know, oh, that kind of way, like yeah. it's especially more so than say union, which you, you have a rook anyway. So yeah, um, but it's interesting. Um, yeah, look, that's kind of it's it's an extreme minority sport, I suppose, in this country. But um, one of my personal favourites, and it's back Thursday. So, look, we're all at a loss for for sports to kind of watch. So it's a nice one to kind of maybe pick up, especially if it's if it's on Sky Sports anyway. How did uh, Sky get all the aims? I wonder. Um, so it was initially. This is why I just Sky Sports. Um, it was initially on Premier Sports. Um, mm. Formerly Satanta Sports, which is kind of how I discovered the game, to be honest with you. Um, and they used to show, Premier Sports used to show everything. Every game, they'd show replays, because obviously it's, it can be on, like some of the games can be on at 4 o'clock in the morning. The majority are on between 9 and 11, but some of them, the early kickoffs on the Saturday, be on at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm. Um, and they show every game, every replay, and they used to have like magazine shows as well. You used to have a full kind of coverage of it. And then Sky Boss, the coverage of it. And literally showed one game a week, and I think the last year I kind of watched it on Sky. They the last week of the regular season, so you kind of had teams who's going to make the playoffs, whatever. Didn't show a game because there was something else on, like the Drone World Championships or something like that. that Kabaddi. It could have been. I don't think it was Kabaddi because I wouldn't have been. Could have been. Was, wouldn't have been annoyed <laughs> if it was Kabaddi. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so then I just kind of started buying, paying for their the NRL's version of Game Pass or whatever you or UFC Fight Pass whatever I just start paying for their their version of it every year um, but yeah and look you can watch all say live games on the pass all, can you all live games and then about half an hour after every game it's fully uploaded all the magazine shows all kind of loads okay. of documents it's, it's well worth the value if, if, it's, a, if it's a sport for you um, and if either of you two want the the login details, I think I have six devices, so <laughs> more than um, See that like that's good. Whereas UFC Fight Pass, mm, not not as good. Yeah, I think you you were saying it. On Fight Pass, everyone. you get the two early Fight Pass prelims on a card. Then the prelims are on BT. And the main card is obviously on BT. You've no option to buy it in Ireland. You can buy it, say. You can buy it like a whole fight card in the states. You can it? buy in the states. You can, yeah. But that's an additional fee on top of your annual. Forty fucking quid, like on top of your annual subscription. Yeah, and then, but it might take nearly a month to get the the fight up. Do you know that kind mm. of way? Like, I see, like I'm fairly sure Tony and Gaethje aren't on it yet. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I could I could watch the full fight on YouTube the next morning. Yeah. Well, do you know, do you know what I mean? 
Well, I, I wouldn't, though. <laughs> Don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, cut it out! Cut it out! <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, I think the whole pay-per-view model of fighting probably needs to change. Um, it was That was the right idea with the ESPN deal, which yeah. is essentially pay-per-view. Um, yeah, I just think you're like... it. Like the MMA is a different animal. I'm on my box now when I say this. Um, it's a sport that is like not dwindling, but it is losing. It doesn't have the power it had in the nineties. Um, and a large portion of that is people just don't want to pay for fights that can end in thirty seconds. I yeah, um, but adding to that as well though, comparing it to an MMA card, like oh, the, that's uh, saying, the like, undercard of a boxing card is dog shit. Mm, that's it, it's always dog shit. Like, there's I know, that's, very, very rare. That's kind of what I'm saying. Like, like, yeah. plus, like here, if you've BT Sports, you get all the, you pretty much get all the, the all the yeah, no, you, you? basically, yeah. I think there was like one or two cards last year that you could buy that were on BT Sports box office, but like other than that, you're pretty like, much. Right. We, we'll say maybe eight out of ten events, if not more. You, and you and have that, on BT, like, and usually BT are put quite good. They put the pay per view on regular TV afterwards anyway yeah so you just record on school or whatever yeah um, yeah look. but like I know what you mean with the boxing like I think but see boxing pay-per-views as well are are more expensive than say a an MMA pay-per-view like, oh yeah absolutely that's like that's why I, was, I wasn't kind of tagging MMA in this I was just saying in terms of boxing like, dang, oh no I know yeah but I, I'm just it's just an easy comparison to make right? mm-hmm. that like you're you're paying more for fucking less like do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like if you look at it if you look at say like all Joshua's fights and stuff are on box office it's like Sky Sports box office obviously because he's a matchup so like you could be paying 25 to 30 quid for fucking just to watch Joshua like or just mm-hmm. to watch fucking like I, and do you know what I mean? There's people that fucking spend it though. Like I, I've spent it loads of times, like sitting there watching fucking David Hay and Tony Bellio, like in not a great fight, and there was nothing before it, and there's nothing after. It, like do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas if you if you sit down with like say to to watch UFC, like you you'll get ten yeah fights. If you like, look at like UFC two four nine there, like. exactly like do you know what I mean? Like from the f- first fight to the last fight, you're like. This is worth my money. Yeah, and you don't pay as much as the box. Like, you know I mean? But I think it could be right in the sense that it, like, I don't think it'd do any harm for them to just try and negotiate a deal to like get it just on Sky Sports. Yeah, like the the thing as well. Well, I suppose the MMA as well. Like, I do kind of scratch my head a bit as to why they're doing it because that was probably fine when the MMA when the UFC first started out and it. Like, there was, like, a couple of weeks between each event. Yeah. Like, in normal times, it's pretty much now... It's pretty every much second week, yeah. Every second week, you've got either a fight night or a, a main card, like... Yeah. So, I remember when I first started watching you, I'd say, like, you could be going... Like, there'd be months in between events. Mm. Like, I mean, you yeah. might get four events in a year. Yeah. Absolutely. So... But Bellator have kind of, um... Kind of changed the mold a little bit there. Because obviously, like, Bellator Europe now is such a... I suppose it is kind of a booming product of a minute. And I think Ireland and England are an awful lot to do with it because of 
like there's a load of say SPG lads that are they're big names now in, in kind of mm. um in Bellator like James Gallagher and stuff and then there's obviously Leah who would be in, in my gym who's a big name now as well so they have negotiated a deal with Sky so all their events are on Sky Sports like all mm. the Bellator Europe events and stuff are on Sky Sports like I know it's an additional fee to your normal fucking telly package but like you'd be paying for that in your radio like yeah. just... but like you're more likely to watch it do you know what I mean like yeah. what else are you watching at 9 o'clock on a Saturday night I suppose when match a day comes on but like you can watch it after that like. uh, you're probably watching Sloppy Movie or something like that you're probably out in the sauce that's the only thing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that as well like right so look that's all I have to kind of add I suppose it's NRL's back baby baby um, I suppose we'll switch on to to the doctor. Gonna talk us through the Bundesliga. Yeah, for some football. <coughs> uh, so oh, yeah, Bundesliga back Bundes. again. There is um the the match on tonight actually here at the Berlin against Union Berlin. Um so yeah, it was good to good to see it uh, return <coughs> or be it behind closed doors. So it's pretty much the the same procedure, like it's it's behind closed doors, it's um no fans outside the stadium. Um, maximum like 300 people allowed in between staff and players management all that um so yeah this uh the, the table then as well is looking looking pretty hot for a, a tight run in like there's um bar munich top of the table 58 points and then you have dortmund uh, on 54 now they play each other on tuesday, tuesday. evening um which is going to be Probably build as one of the games of the, the remainder of the season. Um, pretty much good for between the two of them. They've they've uh, won five of their last six, or be it that Bayern Munich drew one of theirs and Dortmund lost one of theirs. Um, but then after that, you've Munchen Gladbach are in third place on fifty two points, Leipzig are fourth on fifty one points, and Leverkusen are fifth with fifty points. Now that's pretty. That's pretty hot, considering how some leagues are going. Like Liverpool, twenty-five points clear. Celtic were thirteen points clear. Um, all Ch- of that. Um, they got nine shown a week, didn't they? Champions. Celtic, yeah. Ten in a row or nine in a row? No. Nine, nine. They're going for they're going for uh, ten next season. Would um, you not just put them into England? Like? Do you know they actually had the opportunity, Celtic and Rangers, to do that? years ago this but it was a case where they would have happened to start they had to it was before they went bust yeah they would have happened to start you're talking off. about Sevco there are you? Sevco yeah um, we're given the opportunity to, to do that years ago and I think they would have happened to start off in the lower leagues and push for promotion to go in, but it never it never came to fruition. I, I don't know all the ins and outs about yeah. it. Yeah. But um like yeah, I it's, it's, a couple of egos there that may have stopped that now, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, there are there always is. Do you know what I mean? But like would you not um, like would it would not make more sense for them to kind of go down that fucking Swansea road route road of like going into the fucking Well um, Swansea or Cardiff, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That, like They've kind of been in there for years. Like they've been always been kind of in the <clears throat> the English system. Um, 
I think Celtic and Rangers missed the boat though. I think there was a time when Scottish football and English football weren't too far away from each other in terms of quality. Well, I mean the top two versus the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Now, if you threw Celtic or Rangers into the Premier League, they would be fighting for survival from day dot. If they'd gone in maybe years ago. In like, you're talking about the, say the Larson days, like. Yeah, or even even pre 2010, I'd say pretty much, um, or pre Rangers bust. When Rangers went bust, Celtic didn't have that competition to keep them going, and then the overall quality of the league just kind of dropped. Yeah, <clears throat> now Celtic fans love the fact the Rangers did go bust, but if anything, it hindered them as much. Oh, absolutely, it was actually the worst yeah. thing that could have happened there. Club. Yeah, like you look when when Rangers went bust, Celtic were always in the group stage of the Champions League. Now they never yeah. make it out of the qualifying stages. Yeah. Yeah. Which is weird though, because like I you think that I suppose the money's probably not there in Scottish football either. Like You can't you can no longer justify buying a player um just for the Champions League. Like they used to it's it's when the the market probably exploded in terms of player feeds. Yeah. But it's it's the first thing that comes out of any player's mouth, like any European player nearly now, the first thing they're saying when they move somewhere, it's like, I want Champions League football. Yeah. But like, is it not kind of a chip that Celtic could nearly use? They like, could, you know, but know. they kind of be putting the car before the horse there. They kind of need maybe three or four high quality players that want to play Champions League football that yeah. could yeah. help Celtic qualify for the Champions League. They're, they're not getting through the qualifying rounds. Is, is yeah, they had Big Verge for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, and and he was decent. Like they they did have. They also had your man. Oh, I think he went to Southampton as well. Who else did they have? Midfielder. In in the Verge days. Yeah, I'm trying to think who it was. Oh, oh god, I can't. can't lost my head. Oh. Um, but he was good. Like. But they've always had players there that you, you'd look at them and be like you're actually a decent player like, do you know what I mean yeah. like they had Moussa Demba or not was it Moussa Moussa Dembele they had yeah it was mm. they had him for a yeah. long time he's that a young, that young very Dembele. very good young Dembele uh, as well who's about 16 and whipping lads yeah Karamoko Dembele yeah. they have as well but Moussa Dembele is a, was a, still is I suppose an excellent player mm. and there was some form of fucking I don't know. I think there was some dirty dealings going off his like um, social medias and stuff when he was leaving. I think behind the scenes, it didn't end great, we'll say. But like, when you look at it though, the players that they have had, like Lee Griffiths is a good player. Mm. Like, and then of course, if you if if you could get Scott Brown's FIFA card up, it would be like zero pace, zero shot accuracy. 99% sectarian hatred. Oh, I, <laughs> I don't think he's that bad. Like, No, he's not. He's not. He's, like, but he's actually meant to be a top, top bloke. But yeah, you can unless, tell he unless just you're Protestant. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, like, there's a. Do you ever see that? He absolutely hates them. Yeah. No one a, hates and, like, their rival as much as, as Scott Brown hates their angels. Like. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see that video? And I think they're playing hearts and he like goes full-blooded into like three tackles in a row. And your man, boot, he gets he wins the free. And your man 
boots the ball off him on the ground and he gets up and he's yeah and he's like strutting <laughs> around in your hand and you're just looking at him going you are the biggest shithouse in world football like it's between him and Ramos like yeah. two just <laughs> shit ones who doesn't want and then, and then blood, if, he played, like, if he played high Bernie and he'd only be tip tackling yeah like, like no interest in it like you know what I mean? <sighs> um, but like Again, off the point, but like I think you probably hit the nail and they had the best there when they they did really miss the boat, didn't they? Like mm, it's too late now, I think. Yeah, and they're fairly. Uh, I mean, they're, they're fairly well off for a Scottish club. I mean, your man fucking even back in the day, your man Dermot Desmond was like a, a billionaire. Was he back yeah? in the day? And they still wouldn't make huge investments or anything like that. Um, so literally, I mean, like when Scott Brown went to Celtic. Eight million or something, Eight. wasn't it? Yeah, it was like it was like pins, really. Like, I mean, any player they buy, and then you, you look at like Shinjuke Nakamura. Nakamura, what a player! Um, he, the then, artist he used to be called. Like. The artist, yeah. And then, then you look at them selling uh, Kieran Tierney to to the Gunners for twenty five million. Um, like you can buy a top quality player with that. What? Sorry, Scott Sinclair still Celtic. Sinclair is still with them, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, brilliant. he's been brilliant for them, I think, as far as I remember. <laughs> um, but they, they really do. They're like a feeder club. They're they, like they're kind of fucking the Dortmund of Scotland. Mm. Or not of Scotland, of England. But they're not in England, if you know mm, what I mean. Mm. Like, see, it, it does drive me insane, just back to the, the Bundesliga. Um, like, the, the monopoly the fucking Bayern have is <clears throat> upsetting. To, to be a part of it but then I suppose you're looking at RB Leipzig who are going to like have a same, similar attack now that they have all that money as well like so but I don't know if they'll have it, it, it is exactly like Man United like Bayern Munich and Man United who always had the monopoly yeah and then I know they're probably not geographically close whatever but now this new team has come along that has the city stuff oh yeah like endless money yeah, you know. but oh. I don't know if it's as if it would be as big because it's nearly like in Germany. Certainly back in the day, you, know, you nearly had to play for Munich to get on that German national team. Yeah, uh, which isn't yeah. as big a thing now. Or then I suppose a team languishing down the bottom, where are Bremen? They used to have some serious players. Like I think yeah. Arsenal signed. Um, oh, what was his name? Former Arsenal goalkeeper was an absolute headbanger. Jens, Jens Lehmann. Lehmann. Yeah, I think he came from mm. Werder Bremen. Like, they had some serious players. And he was, like, don't get me wrong, an absolute nut job. But he was a good, good goalkeeper. You know? Yeah, yeah. Understudy <laughs> to Oliver Kahn for a Oliver Kahn, yeah. Well, yeah, so. like, if, if he's keeping your, your national team, yeah. so what? Like, <laughs> Would you nearly, like, what? I was talking to um, my diehard RB Leipzig me. Um, did his jersey come yet? It hasn't. He's furious. <laughs> uh, but he's all he's all set for tonight. Though we're watching a we're watching the big one, uh, the big one, the big one, the Berlin Derby. Berlin Derby. Uh, but he was obviously when he was going through the teams of who he was going to pick to pledge his allegiance. He, we were just talking about it, and his gripe with Munich is like, if you knew him, Brian knows him. If you knew, you know the kind of bloke he is. It's just one of those Bayern Munich are dirty, dirty guns. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, everything. <laughs> just like, 
he's like they're they're just dirty cunts. Like all they do is buy players. They do like when you look at that Dortmund team was ravaged by them. Like that quality Dortmund team. Mm-hmm. Like Hummels goats it. Goat has gone back to Dortmund though. It's just so is Hummels. And Lewandowski is the only one that hasn't gone back. But like that, like I just think it they're they're a dirty bunch in the sense that that Champions League final when mm. they played Munich, Munich when they played Munich and Goethe was had already signed for them and didn't mm. play. Mm. He like and that's when Goethe was top dollar as well. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I just think they are dirty bastards. Like, but then. Like I suppose you would like to say right, you're a West Ham fan. Say West Ham were top of the Premier League and as a result they've all this excess income coming in. You you want them as a fan to do everything within their power to stay there. So you couldn't blame them for buying the best players in your league to stay top of your league, if that makes sense. The club that's mm. making the most money is always gonna buy the best players in their league to stay atop of their league. You know, like that's yeah. No, I do. I do get what you're saying, but at the same time, you nearly want you nearly be looking at Dortmund a little bit there and being like, "That's like stop," like mm. because who was it that came out and said? Was it City who said they wouldn't sell? Fuck, who was it? I can't think of who it was now. Was it not City said they wouldn't sell Sterling? to a, a an English team and I think Liverpool said the same with Coutinho they're just like we're not selling them to, to teams in our league mm. which which is which is probably what Dortmund should be at like do you know what I mean if you're looking to offload these boys like are you telling me that Lewandowski couldn't play for Madrid like you see there is a huge thing too as well in that in professional sports especially soccer contract isn't more a piece of piss it's on so if your yeah. player agent is trying to force through a move and you're with Dortmund and they're trying to force through to Munich yeah the club is nearly better off just selling you anyway get as much money as you can and try and replace that player in terms of whether you spend that lump of money on one player or you spend that lump of money on two or three players that are going to make him up in the averages yeah Um. there's very little very little you can do like uh, one thing I will say in the defence of Dortmund is they they're phenomenal at like finding talent. It's they, insane. And I don't know if it's if it's like a scouting thing or if it's just an, an incredible academy. Like it's unbelievable. Like mm. I think it I think it's probably a mix of both because like I know a lot of players like haven't come to their academy. Like Royce was uh Munchen Gladbach first. Um, but then he's so loyal to them. Like he won't leave. Them. Wouldn't leave them. the only yeah. one who wouldn't leave them. And now they're like him and Goats are like apparently like best mates. Mm. And there was a whole and like him and Lewandowski, there's actually a video on YouTube of when Dortmund are playing Munich and it's like the tip off and it's like the camera is panning between both of them and they're like looking at each other, trying not to laugh. Do you know that kind of way? Like I think yeah. it, that could have been like the first or second time they say played on opposite teams. Um but like even going back to that Dortmund team that were like fucking like that made that Champions League like the team they had like those players like are still like uh, Gundogan was in mm. centre mids at Kagawa. City now Kagawa um, he didn't really make it at United 
like he played well for United, but he didn't really take that jump. I, yeah, I don't know if he was given the chance though. Was he like? You'd be able to, Wiggy. Like, like, was he played that much? All right, Wiggy. all right. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Yeah. Rosenthal, Jay Wiggum. Kagawa. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He, he wasn't played that much, no. That's what I mean. Like, so, he, was he... I don't know if he did make it as much as he just wasn't given his, his, his goal. Like. His, his goal, yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, the boys in front, like, Royce, Kago, or Royce, Gauti, Lewandowski was the front three. And then it was, like, Hummels, Subotic, Weidenfeller in goal. Your man, Blasikowski, the Polish right back. Mm. And was it Bender then? Was the other... Lars Bender. Who went to Munich. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, four of that starting 11 went to Munich, which upsets me great. I think I've just been listening to him too much and I just hate Bayern Munich now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, was, was, uh... There's some good fixtures actually coming up. I think, I think there's something yeah. like 19 games in the next seven days, which is, it's two rounds in the start of the third round. Um, the key games obviously Munich Dortmund on Tuesday mm, on Tuesday night yeah half five as well though it's a strange time well, I wonder is everyone working. back oh yeah that's it that's... I wonder is everybody back for Dortmund like I know they had a, I know they Royce have a lot of injuries the last was game. missing but I think I think Haaland's gonna be huge man. like he he's like over 10 goals scored from him and he came at the end of January yeah, mm. Royce is a serious facilitator though. Like so, mm. he'll like he'll get him the ball. Like you know, that kind of. Who else? Was someone else. They had a few boys missing. Like go to, he's back. I think he is back playing. He was just injured for that game. Yeah, and I think. I think. Do did Dortmund have a Iman Pools that plays for? Who? He would or be you know man Poulsen that plays for I mean he's Leipzig, sorry. You know man Daniel Poulsen. Plays for Denmark. Uh, You'd know him if you've seen him. Probably announced looks yeah, like yeah. a horse. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Controversial. Yeah. D- Dortmund ha- do you know who you're thinking of I'd say? Is your man Delaney? He plays for Dortmund. Uh the Dutch fella. Yeah. Uh the Danish Danish fella. Thomas Delaney. Yeah. Yeah. He's um He's the one. Yeah. Like, I'm just looking at their team there. Like, even now, they have, like, from their game against Schalke, like, the boys that they have there, your man Julian Brandt plays for them. He's meant to be... Open coming, yeah. German strikers. Haaland. Torgan Hazard. He's not as good as not, not yet. But is he younger? Enough, younger. Much younger. A good bit younger. I'll tell you exactly now what age he is. He's 20, well, he's 27. Okay. Hi, everyone. It's the Sasquatch here from the Tree Busted Barstools podcast. Just to let you all aware that we use Anchor.fm and we're recording and producing all our our podcasts it has easy tools to kind of record edit and then also distribute your podcast so you'll find it easily on spotify and apple Podcasts. this is all done for you and um, it's completely free and then it also allows you 
the ability to make money in your podcast through sponsorship ads such as this one. Um, to find out more or to get started, please visit anchor.fm or download the app via the Google App Store or the Apple App Store. But like is is late blamer. No, but he he's he, like he scored a goal there the other night. Like he's not. Well, I'm unfortunate he's... though that they, they were they were kind of given out that he got his place. Well, he got his place because obviously Royce was injured. But was I seen a lot of people saying has he overtaken his brother? So okay, you don't you don't know. I don't know. I don't watch enough fucking <coughs> Bundesliga. Bundesliga to know like but. Then Haaland, obviously. And then your man Guerrero is meant to be a very good player. Who, he, the Portuguese bloke. Mm. He got a, he scored twice there against fucking, who were they playing? Schalke, was it? Yeah. And then, obviously, but like, they have Emery Chan as well, who plays. He's injured He's, though, I think. Yeah. He's a good player though. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Royce was injured and then Gota came on. So like, and they have J- uh, Jaden Sancho. You know yeah, what I'm saying? He didn't, he didn't play. That's who he was. didn't play. He came on, though. He was on the bench. Mm. Obviously, coming back from injury, but like, like they have serious players until summer comes around and they get nicked. Yeah, I'd say Jaden Sancho was on the first plane back to England, I think, as well. United, I think, they're linked up, aren't they? I think he'll just come back to England, especially after all this. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It'll do me two years. Yeah. You never know. He could be. He could end up playing for Newcastle United. They're two hundred billion quid. <laughs> Is that happening? It's. I. I did read something to say it's. It's definitely gone ahead. Um. Now. <laughs> See, I thought, like, are you into that? Like, like another. Another, another Saudi takeover. Do you? This is where you nearly need a salary cap. Do you know? This yeah, actually, do you know? Something that's spe- been lobbied. Speaking of which, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been lobbied by uh, the the president of the German Football Association, I think yeah. it was, is looking at salary caps. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, know, I know they have it in um, America, but they have that, that law, it's like the Beckham law, well, where you have that one person. What I would say is association football is the only sport in the world. That doesn't have a salary cap. That's a, like a team sport. Like everything else is a salary cap based. Um, but what I would say is there's a huge thing as well. If any's ever there's a YouTube channel called Typho. They're very good. They're kind of they do kind of a, a broader look at like football and such as that. Apparently, a lot of the the really rich clubs, your PSGs, your Man Cities, they actually want to break away from UEFA because they are. I read this. Yeah. They are effectively. They're owned by countries, effectively. Like the the owners of Man City and PSG will never go bankrupt. They're it's unlimited money. Like it's it, it is like, and that's not like an exaggeration. It is unlimited money because it's from an Arab state, so a country cannot effectively like just run out of money. Um, so they actually want their own competition. I think they're the. I think Monaco were were um, something similar involved in um, that as well. Mm. Yeah, that, that's a that's a club that was like at one stage was buying players left, right, and centre, and they were so they, minted, and then they just stopped. 
they um at the time they didn't tax their footballers. So if you were getting paid two hundred and eighty five grand a week, oh, two hundred and eighty five grand a week was going into your bank account. Like. Mm. So that's tax haven, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they had some team for a while, like Ludwig like James, um, Falcao was with them when Falcao was quality. Um, they they just had they were another team that got kind of ravaged after that World Cup in yeah. South Africa when yeah. James just turned out to be fucking unbelievable. The name's Bond, James Rodriguez. <laughs> The worst headline in history of <laughs> fucking Irish news. I just love uh, the people that would have signed off on that as well. I remember sending that to you, like on WhatsApp on a Monday morning in, in work, like and just being like, "Read this and tell me I'm I am not missing something here." I was reading it and I think I read it around ten times because I was like, "I'm obviously not getting this." Yeah, no, it just was and it just headline. it was just awful. <laughs> um, but like. I'd hate that, like the one of those leagues, like a um, a monopoly league. Like, yeah, mm. it just it removes all kind of parity. Um, like I think the more clubs that kind of get bought out um, by these wealthy owners, but then Liverpool ran away with the title this, league, this season. Are they owned by some crazy rich billionaire? No. They have a, they have a few quid. Like they're not, oh, they're not broke. They're not Leicester. Like remember Leicester won the league. Yeah, like, that was. You know I mean? yeah. That's that's in the last decade. Like that's not. 20, yeah, thirty years ago. Like that's, but when did it happen before that? Probably ninety five. Was it with Blackburn? Maybe probably Blackburn. Yeah. And then what? So what? We'll say what year? Twenty years. Twenty years on. Yeah. And then, possibly another twenty years before. Yeah. Say it again. Like, do you know what I mean? Once every 20 years isn't exactly something to get fucking excited about. Like. No, I know that's yeah, but yeah, look at salary cap, I think is ideal, but yeah. I think it's just too far gone to bring it in. Yeah. Um, there is a there is a few that's behind it, like, so uh, Brighton's chairman is uh, TV behind uh, salary cap. Of um, course, he would. Bale was linked with in uh, an American what's their fucking league called MLS MLS and they were like no his wage demands are way too too much even though they have like salary caps over there but they have like that that Beckham rule that we discussed yes. in the first uh, the first podcast or the second podcast but um, I but I'd agree with that as well though because that cunt like he is a good footballer a very good footballer yeah. but he's come out openly and said I well, I'll happily just play golf. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't care about playing here. I'm getting paid to play golf. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if that was in fucking, sure like, was the thing. The flag. The Lakers ha- would turn around and go. Sure, yeah. but that thing that when Wales qualified for the Euro or something like that he had a flag and he held it and it was Wales, Wales, golf, Madrid. golf, Madrid in that order. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So like, but you, like that. Having said that, I do love the shit houseery, but um. Like if that was, but that's and that's what's happening in Arsenal with with Mesut Ozil. His wages are crazy, and no one will ever take him. You know. But can you not just re- like you know mm. the way in America they do release players? Absolutely, but it's how the, the the contracts are structured. But it, it it's kind of it's bullshit as well. Like the majority of people listening to this podcast all have a contract. If they are underperforming, 
they will get let go like yeah like and it's not enough to like just show up to training or show up to work but if you like don't perform you're going to find yourself on the dole line like you mm. should be able to terminate contracts and then but remember the whole argument people used to be saying when like I think it was with like Pogba and then before him I remember there was a lot of United fans saying that about Schweinsteiger and it was like oh just fucking put him with the reserves and it's like that's it's the equivalent of you telling me you went into work and they you were bad at your job and they turn around to you and be like oh well you're bad at your job we're going to pay the exact same amount but go over with the fucking the janitor do you know what I mean Go over and sweep up that floor. That'll learn you. Do you know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, yeah, nice one, mate. Like, yeah. Like, like, you do have to look at it in that sense as well. Like, because the amount of people, like, I, I, I don't really blame the players, obviously, if they're not performing in that sense, but like, with those bigger clubs that are like offering them scandalous money to go there, and then people always turn around and they're like, oh, he's only gone there for the money. Like, hold on a minute, mate. If you worked for fucking some small tiny company and Google go here mate do you want to come work with us for fucking 90 grand a year yeah. like no one's going to turn around to you and go ah oh, you left fucking whoever there and there's also big money also, move like also a massive thing of like professional athletes career is short you have to maximise mm-hmm. your potential and you, yeah you probably turned on education to kind of get to where you are now so you don't have an awful lot of prospects outside of maybe coaching broadcasting when you retire, um, so you don't blame them. Was there anything else to kind of to add on the Bundesliga before we go off on more <clears> tangents? No, what I was gonna say was um, that uh, Bundesliga two side was Dynamo Dresden. Dynamo Dresden, uh, they came back with another two positive results there yesterday. I think yeah. it was like one of the players and the player's partner, mm. and so the whole squad has to do another. Seven right. days of self isolating, so that's another fucking team. But like by a large, it it doesn't seem to have had any effect on Bundesliga. The German authorities aren't saying let's mm. stop it again and then restart in a couple of weeks. It's just a case of isolating that one whole team. Yeah, but it's mad. Um, and then of course you had the the six positive tests during the week for the Premier League. The Premier League. Um, Mariape is that his name of Offord? Um, Borley's assistant coach. Um, I, I don't know who the other people were, but um, I, I could kind of when it's come into that now because <clears throat> those tests were done on like the Saturday and they all found out on like the Sunday night or the Monday. But I can understand where the likes of Troy Deeney and stuff are coming out saying, and I'm Danny not going Rose, back unless Danny Rose has been so. very Danny Rose being very vocal yeah. about it as yeah. so. And it's because, um, a lot of the data is shown that a lot of kind of black Asian and minority people, yeah, the victim pool is quite high. Yeah, is it? But they yeah. do have concerns over yeah. BAME uh, players. And like what Troy Deeney was saying, he's like a five month old at home who mm-hmm. has breathing difficulties. Whether that's yeah. asthma, or, um, he has it himself as well. A bit of asthma, doesn't he? I think so. I'm fairly sure he did say he has something as well as the as mm-hmm. the child, just why he didn't want to go back. Yeah. Yeah, and I know there was one or two other players that said they have, have asthma and they they obviously have their concerns about going back as well. Yeah. Um but in, in terms of um in t- in terms of Bundesliga itself, I don't think there's been much 
in terms of in terms of a uh, kind of player revolt and saying, "Well, no, I'm not going back until it's safe to do so." So, what I'd you know, say there is obviously know? different mindsets. Yeah, that was kind of what I said. You know the way the Germans are like. The Germans are like mm. efficient. Not, uh, efficient. They are efficient. Like the way, like I, I would be much more comfortable going. Say if I was in the position, I'd be like, if I was in Germany, I'd be like, right, I'm ninety nine percent sure that everything has been done <clears> and maximized to be all right. Mm. Whereas in England, like, I, like it, their num their figures alone kind of, mm. yeah, show. They probably could be doing a bit of a better job. Do you know what I mean? So, like, mm. maybe rushing the Premier League back wouldn't be the wise. Like, you see, like, and this is the thing, like, as well as that, like, the Bundesliga, as Wiggy's kind of gone through, it's very tight. Like, so there's a good competition yeah. there as well. Yeah, like, really, really com- good competition. What competition is there if you if you bring back the Premier League? Now you just like, have to avoid the league. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Let <laughs> me avoid it. Yeah. Just see anyway. Sorry. Boy, like they're looking, they're looking at starting back in uh, June. The what day was it they were proposing? I think it was like June the twelfth or something like that. Um, but looking, looking at it now, with the amount of like uh, out of those tests, it was like seven hundred and twenty-three tests or something, and the six of them came back affecting mm. like the two or three different clubs. But I mean, they've to do another couple of hundred tests as well. Who's to say like a Man United player or a Liverpool player won't come back with a positive test? You see, yeah. or a family member. While it's so rampant in England at the minute, which it is, like, if those, like, it's all well and good two or three coming back down as negative, right? But if they go back and on a Monday after a match weekend, Brighton, two players test positive, well, then you have to quarantine everyone they played against. Yeah. That's two teams taken off the match, off the, like, schedule the next week, which is four teams, because they obviously weren't going to play each other again. So that's four teams that aren't playing one weekend. If that makes sense. So pushing it back again, like pushing it back yeah. again. You're you're, you're yeah. going with six games instead of ten. Just I don't. I think. Liverpool. Yeah, it's a stranger, and it's one to look out for the next couple of days <coughs> uh, with the with the Premier League because if it turns out, especially if any more players come back and test positive, then they're going to have to really. Consider saying "fuck it," we're just going to scrap it. But where is the where does the line come in in the sense that like, like when does a player technically have to go back? Like, do you know what I mean? Is there a line or a time? Not a line, maybe probably like I is think, there a period? Like, look, I do think it's fair enough to say, like, if you don't want to go back, that's fine. But we won't be paying you for your contract. I do think that is fair enough. You think? Would you say so? Yeah. Yeah, it would. Like there was a huge thing in the in the NRL before they came back. Um, if there's a few like anti-vaxxer players. Uh, mm. uh, one of the one of the things was you had to get the general flu jab before coming back. Yeah. Um. So that was a huge kind of, and it was the, <laughs> the most. I'll see if I can get the quote actually. Um. Was the most uh, like, Aussie. Like quote about uh. Since oh. since the steel work, is it? Uh, probably since you call that enough. <laughs> He's off the steel work. <laughs> uh, uh. Who was it? It was. Let me see. But like, 
I, if you want to talk on, I'll try. It's a str- it's a strange one though. Do you know what I mean? Because like, mm. yeah, it's it's very and and I mean it's it's England as well that you're dealing with. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I and mean like, there's no. There's no major, like, the FAI aren't, like, jumping in saying, right, guys, let's have our Irish project restart. I mean, yeah. they, they stay for returning. They haven't even returned to training. Like. Yeah, what they are doing. You know I mean? like, like, do you know what I mean? Like, no one gives a yeah. bother. But, like, it's, but see, this is where you kind of have to look at it in the sense that, like, if if you were to say, if workers are ringing you tomorrow and go, oh, will you be back in? Or we're looking at opening, and it's like you have say that you're like Trudini, you do have asthma, or you have your own fucking five month old baby at home, like five month year olds, not good, <laughs> not good English. Um, but five month old baby, like you gonna, and you and you were to go, ah, oh, here I'm not coming back yet. Like they do have to kind of go, yeah, look, all right, like, but is it the same for for football? I don't know. These are the questions that need to be asked. Yeah, because it's like it does breed like a, it breeds laziness though as well. Like there's a very fine line with this because like with with everyone, not everyone, but like there's always people who'll fucking take the piss. Like do you know what I mean? We'll be in August <clears throat> and fucking Mary, who's loving getting her three fifty every week. And sitting on her foul speaking of that, with the uh, I'm not ready to go back yet. My fucking whatever. Did you, Do you know what I mean? Bollocks in one and gear. Yeah, like exactly. Like there's people will always try and scam the system. Like, there's always, always, <clears throat> yeah. always someone who's going to be a new job. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's I got it, it's upsetting that the world is like that, but it is like that. Like, someone is always horny for money. I got that quote anyway, right? I'll read it out to you. So it's by Anthony Seabold. He's the coach of the Brisbane Broncos. And they asked him about it and he goes, it's like going to the pub. You don't like paying $10 for a schooner, do you? Otherwise, you can pay two fifty and drink hand super dries at home. If you don't want to play footy, if you want to play footy, get the jab. If you don't want to play footy, stay at home. That was quite good, like. Yeah, well, it's, it's just, it's one of those fucking, like, Saying it as it is, quotes like yeah, like that, mm. and that's I think that's what they'll have to turn around to like Dini and that say look, it's going back. If you don't want to play, you don't play, but you're not getting paid. Um, like you, like in all fairness, like all seriousness aside, like professional football players have enough money to not get paid for six months in the grand scheme of things. Like, mm. Unless, well, <laughs> they might have to tone it back on their their lavish expenses, but like yeah. to live like a normal person. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then I suppose that's kind of football covered. Have you went in from the the combat world? I know we kind of touched on a, a few a few stages throughout the podcast, but yeah, um, from the the combat world, they're obviously looking at doing UFC two fifty. Um, a few fights announced last night. I think was a few it? fights announced last night. Yeah. Um, not all on the same card though. There is it looks like uh Woodley is gonna fight Gilbert Burns at welterweight, which would be probably a title eliminator fight to see who will be next uh, um to go for the belt. That is on the thirtieth of May. That's a fight night. Um 
that was announced kind of early last week. Um, Caitlin Chikagan um, is fighting Anthony Antonia Shevchenko, um, who is Valentina Shevchenko's sister, who beat the piss out of uh, Chikagan in her last fight. So now she's going down to try and beat up her sister to, uh, I imagine, garner some form of rematch. Um, that will be UFC 250, I think. Hmm. Um, sorry, it's not. that. That's the same fight night as Woodley and Gil Burns. Then for UFC 250, Aljamain Stern and Corey Sandhagen was announced. That is interesting in the sense that that could possibly be for a belt. It mm. hasn't been announced yet because Cejudo, who is the bantamweight champ at the minute, has technically said he's retired. So the belt could be vacated. Yeah. Um, and Aljamain Sterling was, he, he is kind of number one contender. Um, Sandhagen's probably third. So it's a good poss- fight. Yeah, it's, go- it's got to be a very good fight anyway. But, um, Obviously, it would be a little bit more interesting if there is, say, a belt on the line for it. Um, Eddie Wineland and Sean O'Malley was also announced the, for 250. The least Sean O'Malley-looking Sean O'Malley. With those rad dreads. <laughs> and those face dreads. <laughs> um, yeah, Sean O'Malley. Look, I, I don't know if it's going to be a great fight, to be honest. I reckon it could just be Sean O'Malley just, um, just getting his, his money and getting another win. Eddie Wineland out, like, not that he's not a good fighter, but the man is 400 years old in mm-hmm. fighting terms. Like, he's been around the block, like, he's been knocked out a couple of times. And like we were kind of saying last week, there's only so many times. Yeah. And so, I th- haven't said that, we'll probably watch it, and he'll probably great. submit him or something. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'll be wrong, and then all our rad listeners will... Give it the whole. No, oh, you fucking don't know anything about UFC. <laughs> um, and then the final fight that was announced last night was Paige Van Zant um, is back <laughs> against against Amanda Ribas. I think is how you pronounce her name. Um, that's for the eleventh of July. I am. I'm not sure if that's a fight night, uh, 51 or, a or whatever. We don't know. It's, it's not announced yet. It's just announced. That's it's been a while since we've seen Paige, isn't it? Uh, Paige has gone down the... Um, the rankings. Yeah. Like, she got a lot of heat there recently. Um, Curtis Blades is a heavyweight in the UFC. And he just started randomly spitting venom at all the... Um, the female fighters that are good looking, basically. And it's just, it like basically just came out and said the only reason that they're getting opportunities is because they've got those tits and ass. And uh, <laughs> obviously, it didn't, it wasn't very well received by the people. No, but um, this particular fight, your one Amanda Rivas is not the worst looking girl I've ever seen either. Um, and yeah, oh, man, she's not the worst looking girl I've ever seen. But uh, Paige Van Zandt in her last fight fought uh, Rachel Ostovich, I think. I don't know if that was the last fight. It might have been two fights ago. But that, again, Rachel Ostovich is a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, it is kind of... I suppose it doesn't help or it doesn't harm selling the fight if the two 
Two yeah. girls are absolute smoke shows. <laughs> but um, that's they're all the fights that have been announced as of late. I imagine there'll be a couple more over the weekend. weekend. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but um, we'll do a proper say run through the card. So what's, what's, what's next on the the schedule? Is it a fight night or is it a main? It's game? a fight night. Yeah. It's it's that. Uh, it's Woodley and Gilbert Burns is the main event at the moment. Now that could there could be a, a fight that will swoop in and, and go above that, mm. but that's a fairly big fight. So when's that scheduled that's, for? That's thirtieth of May, so whatever, ten days time or so, eight days time. So this um, so tomorrow week. Just, tomorrow week, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that'll be a good watch. Um, Woodley has been has been out for a while. Uh, his last fight, he lost the belt against. Uh, it was he was shagged basically for five rounds. But Woodley's very good. Um, He's just apparently a very difficult athlete to deal with, according to the UFC. He's, uh, in terms of contracts and stuff, is contracts it? and stuff. Yeah, he um, he's quite he's he's a fairly smart dude. Like do you know that kind of way. He has his hands in a, in a few different pies. Like he's on TMZ and stuff. Like he hmm. does. Um, I don't he know. Leaks footage of like Kareem Hunt kicking people. He, yeah, I I don't know if he's uh, if he's in that side of it, but I'm fairly sure he's like he does a kind of sporty. Side of something, show something on TMZ, yeah, and then he raps in it also, okay. and yeah, but he raps like uh, like AB, like not like, not like Dame Lillard. <laughs> it's it's poor enough, like, but um, you know, we'll probably get, like you still get the fucking cashier. So like, yeah. I think he's one of those people. He was he never really got the uh, he had a good couple of boring fights when um. He was champion, like born to say the casual, like, yeah, um, which the UFC never like. So, um, him and Dana have a a strained relationship, is probably the best way to put it. But, um, yeah, hopefully, it'll be be a decent fight now that he's coming back hungry to get his his rematch for the belt. Um, outside of that, Bellator have not announced anything as of yet. No, they no, they were going to do. A closed door show. Um, I think Bellator, though, like I, I could be wrong. This is a complete wild swing here. They're they're more based in Europe, kind of, aren't they? Well, there's Bellator Europe. They have a European series, and they're in America, so they have both. Yeah. Um, okay. They they do kind of go with both, but I think they're looking to do like a stance of like if we're stopping, we're stopping. Yeah, I don't think they want to go say like have all the American shows on and then not do European shows or vice versa. So, and it, um, is it a is it a um, a unified belt as such? So would there just be a Bellator champion or is it yeah. a European? No, um, it's just a uh, it's just a Bellator world champion. So, okay, um, so yeah. what's kind of happening is like they're it's not like lower tier as such, but like. What I think they're looking to do is say the likes of James Gallagher, who has kind of built himself up now to like obviously he's a very good fighter as well, like but um he's kind of built up his name now in mm. Europe where like he's selling out the three arena say mm. every time he fights. Like I like the Bellator model in the sense that like they do build up their fighters slower than the UFC mm. in the sense. Um and then I imagine when when they're built up, say in Europe, they they bring them over then to to America to kind of break into that market. And then if they have that, then they'll start fighting for belts and stuff. So, yeah. 
Um, but just following like Safe Fighters Instagrams and stuff, they're they're kind of saying, oh, hopefully fight announcement soon. But um, nothing yeah. confirmed on the Bellator side. Yeah, that one. Look, it's, it's uncertain times, I suppose, probably the best way to say. But at least there is something kind of to cling on to. To cling on to, yeah. And you've yeah. got the NRL back on Thursday, so cling on of, to exactly. Of yeah. course, of course, the NRL. <laughs> of course. Uh, um, of course. Celtic. Celtic. There was something else that I was going to say, and it escapes me now. Oh yeah, Um, apparently, just linking back to what we were talking about, when I go with the um, people not comfortable saying we're going back. Mm. Dana White, who you know, he's a bit of a liar, bit of a spoof, bit of a maverick, bit of a maverick. Like, um, you don't know if everything he says is a hundred percent. Like, you kind of have to save through the. The, the bullshit of it. but um, he said the only fighter who's not comfortable with um, the fighting during the, this time I suppose was Rose Namajunas so take from that what you will um, Khabib had issues as well Khabib had issues in the sense that he wasn't allowed to get out of the country oh, Russia just, have closed down all the flights that's in a coma yeah, yeah. He's, apparently Khabib came out and said that like 20 of his family have like died or like have been like majorly affected by it so like mm. yeah, you kind of leave that alone but um, mm. the but then which, which is weird as well Greg Hardy who fought on 249 is like very much asthmatic like, very very much asthmatic and he, yeah. he had no, no problems like. but I think McGregor did like going off like his Campaign for Irish president. Uh, I think <laughs> I think it's Royal King of the Irish people. Oh, okay, sorry. He's looking for. Yeah, uh, it's always it's such a mouthful. They just can yeah. never get it right. <laughs> but when he was going through that campaign on Twitter and stuff, um, I don't know if he seemed overly eager on competing either. But I think um, maybe now after the first event, kind of went off so well. I don't think they've had any like. Bar Jack or I failed the test on the day. I think outside of that, everything did, did went. Did he actually himself fail the test, or was it just his corner man? To trade him. To trade him. Yeah, yeah. But like, Jackery came up to the way, and like, if you actually see him, like, he came up in the in the gloves and the fucking mask on. Mm. Like, so you'd nearly be going looking at me like, did you know? <laughs> did you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, well, they haven't announced it if they have. But outside of that, I don't think there was any failures. I think everything went off without it. Yeah, it's like it's all good. But so, but it's it's good the way that like if everything did say go off without a hitch, like that it is doable. You know, yeah. as opposed you want to be to, careful with Dana White too, though, as well as well. As well as, like he's like, this one. So he's the type of fella to like save face that if if you tested positive for Corona, he'd actually yeah. say it was it was a positive PED. Yeah, well, you're not fine. Yeah, and you shut your fucking mouth, and I'm just gonna buy you a car, and that's he it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he's he is one of those businessmen, all right. Like uh, Dominic Cruz came out there on his Instagram just the other day and was saying, uh, Dominic Cruz has this skyline, like a proper, like mm-hmm. fast and furious skyline, mm-hmm. and um, he put up on his Instagram. He's like showing it off or whatever, and he's like, "God, oh, this is my fucking 2012 skyline." Because it was actually a gift from Dana White after so Cruz fought Uriah Faber for the 
bantamweight belt and they were they had no main event for a fight say for the next card so dana white rang him i was like we need to fight demetrius johnson um uh, in eight weeks and he was like oh well i'm only after having a fight or whatever and, you know, he literally was like i will buy you whatever fucking car you want just take the fight and Cruz is like yeah sweet I'll have this fucking skyline and I'll be there in eight weeks so like if that's it to go off I'm sure there has been a couple of um, negotiation tactics yeah. used a couple of brown envelope jobs yeah but sure look entertain the people is what I say yeah if you don't want to fight don't fight like if you want to fight fight that was, that's actually there was a Cage Legacy is an Irish promotion, so it's an amateur event. It'd be like the likes of what I'd yeah. be finding. Um, have I had something up on their Instagram there the other day, and they were looking to close the door event, which is like. But mad. only for fighters that live in 5k. Within 5k, we do. Of, uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's 20k from the 8th of June, bro. <laughs> That's if, um, we go, if we get to go ahead, though. Yeah. If it gets to go ahead, yeah, fair. But like they were, they were looking to do something similar, like, and they were looking to like stream it, and then you buy the stream. Yeah. Instead yeah. of obviously buying tickets, like. And you can be you, you can be a scumbag at home as opposed to anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you can be a scumbag in the comfort of your own home. <laughs> yeah. No need to uh, use a cubicle. Just use your your desk. Yeah. What's wrong with your house keys? <laughs> I don't know. But um, you'd wonder. With that, like, obviously not going to be at the same level of the UFC. Like, it probably would be a bit sketchy. Yeah. You know, like, I don't think you get as many fucking... It wouldn't run with the same smoothness, we'll say. (laughs) (laughs) But look, at least... uh, I I like the way people are kind of fucking... Like, thinking outside the box a little bit. Like, you know I just actually meant to actually say it, actually, when I was doing it. The bit on the NRL. Um, oh, back to your thing, cool. Back to my thing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just we last week you were on about the the cardboard cutouts in the crowd. Yeah. Something that they did in the NRL at the beginning, I don't know if they're bringing it back, is they just set up webcams in like super fans' houses, if that makes sense. So they were just reacting. Mm. Kind of like, do you remember Sky Sports used to do the. Uh, Used to have two fans to come in and commentate the game. They used to box out every other. Oh yeah. They what was that did, called again? Uh, I can't fan cam or something. Fan zone. Fan zone. Yeah. It was kind of. That used to be gas. Yeah. It used to be something. <laughs> it was something similar to that they set up, and it was it was gas because you know what I was saying. There's so many clubs in Sydney, and um, you kind of had like a husband and wife who ended up like oh, um, supporting different teams, and like mm. one team would score a try, and you just see the husband like fuck the pillow out or something like that. Um, but like stuff like that is, it's something to throw in, I suppose, to try and increase the production value, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so I, I do think, like we were saying last week, I think like even just a bit of stadium noise would be, would be better. What, what yeah, about, like, they were lobbying that up in the Premier League, weren't they? That uh, like I'm sitting at home, I'm an Arsenal fan, and I can boo, I press a button and it boos. And like, <laughs> it's, fucking bad. Yeah. it's entrepreneurial <laughs> to be um, fair to them they are thinking outside the box yeah. but like but that would just be hacked like so like oh yeah Tottenham are playing all the mm. Arsenal fans and hack them and just start booing or just fucking bomb the place because fuck Tottenham <laughs> yes. um, yeah like I think 
like if they are saying the way the way it's going that it will be say probably the new year before things like that are back fans and stuff yeah yeah I do think it is a good idea to even just throw in a little bit of like stadium noise and things like that because not that it's bad but it is like I thought the football was the weirdest of yeah. everything so far yeah it just like it, it made the quality seem less like the actual yeah it's like a training game yeah it's yeah. Uh, like I know it, it makes zero sense like but if you were to say rewatch that Dortmund game and throw generic fucking Fan noise. match noise over yeah. it it would look so much different than the way it did like you know yeah. kind of like even when they scored a goal like it was kind of like it wasn't the same yeah and lift uh, off it you know what i mean I, obviously the fans make so much into yeah. the sport like, like but, not 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 the not that i watched the bundesliga every week or anything like that but like yeah. you know how good Dortmund fans are as well yeah exactly like exactly yeah. And like, did you see Haaland at the end went over and he clapped where the yellow wall would be? Oh, is it? Yeah, and like, <laughs> say whatever. I don't know it, what their say stands are called. So it'd be like the equivalent of going over to the cop say and fucking clapping yeah. at the end. Like, but um, have you seen his interviews? He's not like media trainer, and he is one of the most bizarre young fellows I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, then, he, he turned around, like, the... though, isn't he? Yeah, but he's like. It's like he's doing it, like, it's a laugh. Like, do you know what I mean? That's what I'm pe- saying. Like, imagine he's like a petulant child, nearly. Yeah. Like, your man goes to him. Uh, you went over to the fucking yellow wall at the end and, like, clapped. He's like, why did you do that? And he just goes, why not? <laughs> but, like, just said, why not? Like, do you know what I mean? He just left it. And then your man was, like, pure, like, scrambling to, get, like, ask him a follow-up question. Because <laughs> he was caught so off guard. He's like, why not? And he just looks at him then, like, stared into his soul and then starts talking to some other dude like, <laughs> across the fucking neck. And it's just, like, he's just so awkward. Like, But it's funny, though. You know what I mean? That could be his, like, trademarky thing. But it, it, it could be... Here, as I say here in my fucking house, 27 on not that much money a week, telling <laughs> uh, a professional footballer how to uh, conduct himself. Look. Yeah. Ah, look. These things happen. Right. Um, call it a day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's wrap it yeah. up. Yeah, sure. Wrap it up. So mm. uh, thanks everyone for listening. And I suppose... Don't be afraid to throw us a voice note uh, in the description of the podcast. If you have any questions, we'll make sure to answer them in the next episode. Take care.